Welcome everyone to Mom Street USA. My name is Jackie, AKA Wishes Mama. And this evening I am not joined by my normal co-host, Kate. She is uh, busy doing some mom duties tonight. Um, so I've got a lovely guest with me today. This is Cheryl. And she is a wonderful friend to um, both Kate and I and to Pocket Fam. So we are super excited to have her tonight. Thank you for letting me join you. I'm excited to be here. Absolutely. Um, so like I mentioned, Kate is not here tonight because she is, I believe, at busy in the midst of winter dance recital mode with her oh. with her kids. So um, yeah. she had some commitments she had to take care of. So uh, Cheryl was gracious enough to accept the invitation. <laughs> Always. Anytime there's an opportunity to talk about Disney, I'm there. So yeah, I just appreciate the, the invite. So thanks again. Yeah. For sure, for sure. Um, so anyone who is new to our stream, in case you don't know, our chats are separate. Um, so if you've got questions or comments that you guys want to pop in, feel free. Um, we won't both be able to see them. So whoever side you're logged on to will be able to see them. And if we don't get to your questions or your comments right away, we will get caught up on them kind of as the show goes and make sure that we hit all those before the end. All right, so let's hop right in. Cheryl, tell us a little about yourself. Oh. And why you love Disney so much. All right. Well, I actually am a Florida native and we've always lived in the same town I'm in now, about an hour and a half away from Disney. Um, in 1971, when Disney first opened, my grandparents had a Winnebago camper. So like twice a year, they would spend about two weeks there, like in February and then again in November. Um, so then my sister and I were born and then we started going there with them and, you know, it's just kind of evolved where, you know, we're like fourth generation now, Disney adults. So my, my children awesome. are, are semi-grown. They're 20 and 22. So they've been going for a long time. So they're, they're comfortable when they go. I'm comfortable when they're there without me, um, yeah. you know, because they, they know the way around and, and, you know, just feel safe there. So um, so that's kind of a, kind of how I became um, in to be a, um, a Disney travel planner. Um, it just became about where, just like all of us moms, we start social media accounts to share pictures of our kids and their orchestras and things like that with family that's not around. So that's how that started um, with my social media. Then um, we started meeting people as social media kind of grew into a thing. And um, we started a Facebook page um, that was exclusively for Fort Wilderness. You know, it was kind wow. of like Very kind cool. of ins and outs and tips of how to get there. Because, you know, Fort Wilderness, especially over the years, has just become kind of exclusive. It's hard to get into. It's, yeah. you know, it's just one of those things. So um, giving people like little tips and things. And then we actually started um, a, a, a company that is called Park Posts. And we make like uh, portable Mickey Mouse lamp posts that we would sell to the campers because it would be like, you know, a fun way to light up their campsite or whatever. And then we just opened another door meeting people with that. And they were like, you know, well, do you book travel? Do you know, you know so much, this, that. And so I connected um, with a friend that my aunt has. Um, she also is a Disney travel planner. And I signed up with that as a host agent. So um, ever since then, we've just kind of been planning and, and learning as we go along. And I just really enjoy it. You know, it's just it's fun. You know, any, like I said, anything to talk about Disney or anything like that, it's always good. So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's super fun. And, you know, I didn't realize that Fort Wilderness was such a thing until like I feel like I heard you talking about it on Kirk's Live. For those of you who don't know Kirk, he is um, at Walrus Carp. He's a, a big uh reason why all of us kind of know yes. each other um, mm -hmm. within Pocket Fam. But I didn't realize that Fort Wilderness was such a thing until we heard you talk about it and you showed us around the decorations at Halloween. And I was like, this is mind blowing. It's such <laughs> yeah. a different world over yeah. there in comparison to the rest of Disney property. I think that it has a stigma attached to it of being a campground, you know, because yeah. like when people go on vacation, yes, there are RVers and there are people that have campers and things. But, you know, like I wouldn't be able to go set camp or set up a tent, you know, yeah. but there are um, cabins that are there. They're, you know, fully furnished. They're, they're very nice air conditioned. If you need heat, you know, linens, everything that you need. Mm -hmm. uh, and that's usually where we would stay, you know, at Fort yeah. Wilderness as I got older. So, right. so there's options. And I also think social media has a lot to do with it too. You know, you get um, where people have 
you know, they go for Halloween, they go for Christmas. And when you start posting pictures and on all different platforms and it really gets the word out of, you know, yeah. how it is. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so Mike is asking how you found ab about the agency that you sell for. So I think you mentioned yes. it a little bit. Yes. My, my aunt, um, she was doing Disney travel planning with another agency and um, her and one of the other agents went together. And so I am a, I'm an independent seller of travel working under a host agent, okay. if that makes any sense. Yeah, um, yeah. I'm, I'm getting trained and I, I can do like Royal Caribbean, other cruises. I can do Universal, other things, but I specialize in Disney because that's yeah. just, you know, the whole reason why I started doing this right. to begin with, you know? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's very cool. Very, very mm -hmm. cool. What is one of your favorite memories? I know you've probably got pages and pages <laughs> of things that you could yeah, think of with yeah. all of the trips you've taken, but mm -hmm. give us, give us kind of one or maybe two of your favorite Disney memories. Okay. Um, there's been so many decades of it. So like yeah. I could give you a favorite memory when I was younger. Um, Perfect. that would Go be <laughs> when we were with my grandparents. And I remember, um, you know, we're in elementary school, so, you know, education, come second <laughs> to Disney, you know, right. but my mom always made sure that the teachers had us, um, our homework packets together. So mm -hmm. we had the best time just sitting in the trailer at Fort Wilderness doing homework, believe it or not, because it was How easy. Funny. It was coloring and, and that sort right, of thing. Right. And it was always like, you know, my mom would say, okay, you have to do this today. So it was kind of like having school at Disney. So that was mm -hmm. kind of neat. Um, and, and I think also, um, we like to celebrate milestone birthdays for my children, okay. you know, like we'll do something like extravagant, like for my daughter's 21st, we say the contemporary or, you know, something crazy yeah. that like we would only do for one night, one time, right. yeah. you know, so we've had some really good memories and, and good times together celebrating those sorts of things. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So if you had to try to count, how many times do you think? you have visited property over the years. Oh, Jackie. <laughs> I couldn't even begin to do the math, honestly. Yeah. I really don't know because I'm 46. And if you put, like, if I were to go, especially now as an adult, I go yeah. at least once or twice a month, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And when I was a kid, twice a year. So, I mean, you're probably talking a thousand maybe? Yeah. I don't wow. know. I mean, That's just incredible. over decades. Yeah. yeah. How fun yeah. though. I love that. <laughs> Um, so we just talked about, you've been visiting Disney your whole life. Yeah. Um, what is your favorite age you've experienced Disney firsthand and favorite age that you took your kiddos? Um, I actually am enjoying it more now, mm -hmm. honestly. Um, when they're younger, it was fun because you always got to see the magic in their eyes. You know, I remember Absolutely. having my daughter in my lap when she was two years old and the first time she really noticed the, and I, you guys popular opinion. Sorry. It's a small world. And I, I remember she was just like pointing and just awe and everything. And I remember thinking, oh my gosh, like she's really absorbing this and seeing yeah. the lights and the colors and stuff. You know, that was fun. Um, but now that they're older, you know, like they can venture off. I can venture off. We can meet. Um, you know, we can experience things that we couldn't necessarily do when they were younger. You know, yeah. like some of the some of the lounges or some of the places that they couldn't really get into before, you know? Yeah. So, you, you know, you enjoy the time when they're little and also when they go, when they grow up, but then you have just as much and you enjoy it just as much, even yeah. when they're adults, you know what I mean? Right. You really do. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. You mentioned small world. That's funny because that was the ride with my son on his first trip when he was about two that we went on small world and it was just like you all this, all of a sudden it all clicked and, and yeah. his eyes lit up and he was just like enamored yeah. by this ride. Yes. And it hadn't happened the entire trip up to that point. And I was like, yeah. okay, guess this is what we're doing. <laughs> well, well, you know, when they're small, when they're small, you know, like those Fisher price toys that you put like over their heads and they're laying yeah. on the floor and they play with. And yeah. then when they're in their little bouncers, you have the little things that they look and interact with. And so like, to me, it's a small world. It's just kind of like a big interactive session for little kids. Yeah, you know, the, that's I mean, so it's true. bright, it's colors, it's dolls. You yeah. know, um, I remember when I was younger, I used to love the little animatronic dolls. You know, I just thought it was the neatest thing. Yeah. You know, they're not creepy. Like, I don't, <laughs> even though people might say they're creepy, I don't think they're yeah. creepy. I know. I feel like that is a very polarizing discussion across all Disney lovers of all ages. Is, yes. is whether or not what their opinion on small world yes. is. We're not getting into that this episode. That's another but, topic. Yes, uh -huh. perhaps another time. <laughs>
That's perfect. Um, so let's talk about travel planners, travel agents, um, and the benefits kind of of using one, because I think there's a big stigma about what travel agents can do, what they can't do. Do they charge? Do they not? What's, you know, is it really worth it? Um, so walk us through that process of what a typical travel agent does and why someone would want to book with one instead of just doing everything on their own. Okay. So, um, Usually when we talk to a client, I like to get to know, you know, not only when they're going and their dates and their family and what their their expectations is of, a, of the vacation, because we all know that Disney is not a one size fits all vacation. It's mm -hmm. it's different for everybody. You've got different budgets and, and, you know, different dining options that people would like and things like that. So it's really, really important to listen to what the client would like. Um, a benefit of using a travel agent is because of that. You know, um, we are constantly on the system, constantly, mm -hmm. constantly, 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 where you guys have things to do. You, you don't need to be on a computer all day long trying to find your dates, you know? Right. Um, so what I do is like, you know, on a typical day, if I have someone that's booking something, um, of course, we take notes, we get what they want. I go over some options for them. Um, there are different of course, categories of, of resorts and hotels. So you kind of, I would like to give them an option of each mm -hmm. because you don't want to just assume that someone's going to want, you know, to stay to right. value, you know, yeah. because for a few dollars more, you can stay to moderate, you know, right. and, and get the Skyliner transportation or something. That a lot you of people want, don't always you know? realize that, that yeah. if you catch it right and your travel agent can find you a good deal, a lot of the times yeah. those prices are not too far off. Right. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Um, so I think, you know, a benefit of it is just you have someone that's looking out for you. And, you know, especially because it is Florida that um, we do get unexpected storms, hurricanes, something might be get interfere with your trip, with your travel. Um, so those lines on the phone, when you try to contact someone to make modifications or to cancel can sometimes be four hours long, you know. Wow. So, wow. again, you don't have time for that. We're already already taking care of clients, you know, so we can, we can do it for you, you know? Um, yeah. and it also helps small business owners, you know, because like as an independent contractor, I get paid from Disney. So like you book your room, you do not pay any service fees to me for booking. Disney pays me that little bit of commission that they would pay. Um, and you know, there are other things that travel agents can do for you. Um, as an additional service, and that's just going to be based on the agent and what you guys work for, you know, and, mm -hmm. and that sort of thing. So, but, you know, with the pocket fam, I like to do a little bit extra stuff. You know what I mean? So, like, <laughs> if I'm going to get you guys a room, I'm going to be like, okay, let's find you some dining or, you know, let, right. let's, let's, let's make it where it's good for you, you know? Yeah, so, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. What, um, what is the hardest dining or extra, you know, package bonus or whatever reservation that you have booked for your clients? Okay. The hoop-de-doo review, you guys. <laughs> so, since that it's been back or just in general? Pain. It is a pain to try to book. Um, hoop-de-doo is hard to get into. Space 220 is hard to get into. And um, from what I'm seeing, because Kirk had mentioned it, um, the Bippity Boppity Boutique. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's really, I haven't really been looking at those until he mentioned mm -hmm. it. And it's, yeah, it's really hard to get into that. So, yeah. so um, has Hoop-dee-doo been more difficult since it's reopened or mm -hmm. has it always been difficult? It's always been a little difficult, but especially now. And I don't know if it's because it doesn't look like they um, downsized the dining area. So I don't mm -hmm. know, if, you know, if the capacity level is the thing or again, we're at social media. You know, and I'm guilty of it. You know, if, if Disney parks post something, you know, yeah. ooh, the hoop to do's back. I'm like, post, repost, share, right. share. Yeah. Yeah. Darn, why did I do that? Now right. everybody knows. <laughs> and I'm not going to be able to get it. So I know when they reopened, um, I grabbed one reservation for Kirk and I real quick. But then, you know, life happens and I right. started working and things like that. And so I'm like, oh, it'll be easy. You know, I'll be able to get us a date. Oh, no. Jackie. <laughs> Oh, no. oh my gosh. So I was at work one day and, you know, just looking at dates and here comes a Wednesday at four o'clock. 
just like he said. And I was like, I'm getting it. I'm getting it before it's gone. I didn't even ask him. I I asked him and he's like, yeah, that should work. And I said, okay, well, it's booked. So like, I'm glad it could work. (laughs) You know, I love that. I love that. That's awesome. Can you tell our listeners and our viewers a little bit about what Hoop Dee Doo Review is and what the the draw is to attend that performance. Yeah. So Hoop Dee Doo Review is an exclusive dining dinner show that is um, at Fort Wilderness Resort in the Pioneer Hall. Um, It started um, at the opening. There was a a version of the show um, that opened, I believe, in 1972. Um, So it, it ran. It's a it's honestly making fun of like Southerners, the South, you know, it's, it's an interactive, they have the audience where they um, are involved in it. You know, there's a lot of antics and things that go on. Um, And when the um, pandemic shut everything down, Hoopty Doo was one of the very last things to finally open. Mm -hmm. So when they opened it, they opened it with a new show, a new cast, new lighting on the stage that kind of updated inside Um, so I think that, um, that's another reason why it's hard to get into because like social media and, and it's got the influence of how, of all of the improvements and everything. And I think everybody's kind of curious, you know, right. I think some of the, um, social media popularity might've died down a little bit, Mm -hmm. but it's still staying booked up, especially, you know, it's holiday. So everybody wants to, to get it while they can get it. Um, Mike here is saying that he was sad to see that the Luau was canceled at the Polynesian, um, I was even more sad to see that they, when they tore it, the whole thing down, like they, it's, it's not the spirit of Aloha. <laughs> it's heartbreaking. It yeah. is very sad. Yeah. yeah. Major changes going on over there and additions yeah. to the resort and all sorts yeah. of stuff. It's so hard. I mean, I feel like Disney is constant change, which can be good mm-hmm. and can be a little heartbreaking at the same time, you right, know, when people right. see things that they've loved for so long that then mm-hmm. shift I remember, to something new. Um, before the Wilderness Lodge was built, and I remember um, my grandmother was still alive, and when they started to clear that out, she was just so upset. She was like, they're tearing down all those trees. We're not going to have this view anymore. And then the lodge ended up being one of her favorite places. You know, she loved to sit by Bay Lake and have her, her drink and her, you know, she, she ended up being her favorite, one of her favorites. Um, And what's interesting to me is how quick they are on this um, Polynesian expansion, even though they cleared out all of that land by Fort Wilderness for reflections. So mm-hmm. they've put a hold on that. And that was going to be a DVC resort as well. Oh, okay. So it's kind of interesting that they would stop one that they've already do cleared for. Right. So I don't know yeah. what their logic is on that, but uh, maybe. My, my guess would be probably something with money and probably, probably something with how many rooms are being built yeah. and how much money they can make off of which True. resort first. Very true. If I had to guess, that's probably what yeah. it is. Yeah. And this, these decisions were made... Uh, while Bob Chapek was there too. So, <laughs> you know, but, but you're, you're, you're probably a hundred percent right on that. The Polynesian has more of a draw than a new reflections, another wilderness sort of resort. Yeah. 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 So we were talking about kind of extras in, in the world of what you can book and what's hard to book and everything. Mm-hmm. So of the ones that you have participated in, which ones have been like your favorite extra experiences that you've ever got to do? Well, you know, this is kind of an interesting story because we didn't book this. This is just something that kind of happened. Um, it was my daughter's 21st birthday. And the only thing that she wanted for her birthday was to um, see fireworks and have dessert. So um, this was one of the times where we splurged and we got a night at the Grand Floridian, I know. Um, so I was like, okay, so we gotta be cheap because I right. spent all my money on the room. On the resort. So, so <laughs> Right, so we were just gonna go watch the fireworks you know, and then go back to the hotel and I was just going to get some chocolates from the store and that was going to be yeah. her fireworks and dessert. <laughs> so we're, we're walking in and um, it was night. So you know how sometimes when you go in, they they merge you to the right and you go mm-hmm. through the doors like around the back side to Tomorrowland, mm-hmm. right? Yep. yep. And we were walking and as we were walking in, there was a family walking out and it was a young lady. She had a baby on her and they had a three-year-old in the stroller and he was crying And I love this woman for it because, you know, sometimes when you see, you know, kids in the park and they're having a meltdown, you just want to say, take them back to the room. You know, this they're not enjoying it. 
So that's what they were doing. They were like, you know, he's tired and my husband wants a beer, but we have, she stopped us and she said, but we've got um, firework dessert party tickets and we're not going to use them. Would you guys like them? We have two of them. Yes. So we gave them to my daughter. I know. I mean, I had, I was a lot. It was my first live stream too, Jackie. It was the first time I had ever live streamed on my life. And I was like, this is too weird. So it was her birthday. So the girls got to go to the the area, the grassy hub, and they got to watch the fireworks and they had the dessert party and the champagne and stuff like that. So that was, even though I didn't experience that, it was still something that, that was a neat thing, you know, and, and just to see how caring and how generous other people are who yeah. are like us, who yeah. I love Disney and knows that, you know, it was appreciated, you know, yeah, that so like, was pretty neat. That's a moment that like restores your faith in humanity. Yeah. Like how sweet yeah. for yeah. A, a complete and stranger to do that. Complete stranger. And it was on the 10th anniversary of my grandma's passing. Wow. The one that used to always take me to Disney. Yeah. And I told Emily, I said, I think grandma walked this lady to you. Absolutely. Because there were other people coming in. Yeah. But and and about she looked at me you made and she that said, connection. she said, you. And I was like, me, yes. like, what did I do? And she's, and that's when she came up and she was like, he wants a beer. We're going to put him to bed. Do you want this? And I was like, are you kidding me? Oh my so gosh. it was just amazing. Wow. Yeah. So that was a neat story. How special. Very, yeah, very cool. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so we talked a little bit about those extras, but what overall do you think is the hardest part of planning a Disney vacation? It, well, I mean, like if you want to go during peak season, probably finding the dates, <laughs> Because, you know, people are booking packages and things, you know, so far out in advance. Um, Again, if you want to go back to Fort Wilderness again, and I hate doing that, um, but Halloween, Halloween Mm -hmm. at Fort Wilderness is almost like impossible. Sometimes I have a wait list and I will work through the year to try to get everyone built and their reservations done up. So it's really difficult to get in there. Yeah. Yeah. So as you kind of work through the year, what do you see specifically as your peak season as a travel agent? Um, Halloween, Thanksgiving, Christmas. Mm-hmm. Um, Mother's Day weekend can be busy, of course, mm-hmm. you know. Um, that's really busy and popular for dining, you know, mm-hmm. when people just want to find a place um, to eat. That can be kind of difficult. So you want to make sure that if you have Mother's Day, Easter, or something like that, um, book that as soon as you can mm-hmm. because, you know, the good place will will go pretty quickly. Thank you, honey. <laughs> yeah. Interesting that you don't say summer. So you don't typically see a massive uptick during the summer. Months. During the summer, the rates are good. Mm-hmm. Um, you can, I mean, I no, not usually, mm-hmm. not usually. Um, of course, September rates are going to be low. And I will say this to everyone, you know, that doesn't live in Florida and who may not know about our weather, but like you might do some price quotes in September and find that they're really low. That's because September is peak hurricane season. So if you plan on traveling in September, August, September, maybe even into October, you know, you want to make sure that you've got a plan B in place and um, travel insurance is very important as well. You know, because you never know when you're going to need that, too. Yeah. And typically on a trip, what does travel insurance run you kind of in a range? It would depend on the total of the price of the package. And and it would be like per person. Mm -hmm. Um, I I just uh, priced out a couple that's going to be at um, the Caribbean for a week. It was a fifteen hundred dollar package. It was eighty five dollars. Okay. You know, so it's it's reasonable. It's not going to break the bank. You just might have to like compromise somewhere that $80 out of your budget, you know? Right. Right. Absolutely. That totally makes yeah. sense. So well, especially this year, I mean, Florida got hit hard this year and late yeah. In, yeah. in hurricane season with some of those we storms that came storm through. We have a storm that's brewing out there right now as we speak, oh believe it or not. That's yeah. crazy. Better not get in the way of my hoop Wednesday. <laughs> not canceling it. Right, right. No. No matter what. Come hurricane. Right. They Cheryl may not be Kirk there. Going to right. do your review. That's too funny. That's too funny. Um, where did it go? Rahu. Oh, I lost it. Uh, Rhonda's asking, is Cheryl a Florida resident? Yes, she yes. is. Yes, she is. I'm sorry. There was another question. Oh, how many figment buckets will I have to sell to stay at Caribbean this fall? Oh, no, not very many. (laughs) Do you have figment buckets left? (laughs) Because if you do, I'd sell them anyway. Like, 
that, that money one. can go towards something at Disney right, if exactly. you're not look, if you're not looking to keep them, right? At one point in time, if you had four, you could stay at the Contemporary, <laughs> or like or just buy the picture. Remember the picture oh of the bucket? Oh my god, that goodness, was that hysterical. Was so For anyone crazy. who doesn't know, the day that those figment popcorn buckets went on sale. So, you know, all of the resellers were posting them all over online. Well, there was a particular reseller that decided that a really poorly drawn image of the figment bucket was what they were going to post as their listing. And I believe it was a joke, but you never know. And it was like $5 for a drawing of the figment bucket. And I was, we were all like, yeah, what is this? What, what, is, what this? is this? What is world? What is the world right now? I don't even understand. That, that was, was a funny. whole thing. Yes, the, exactly. The actual description was bad picture of figment or something like that. It was like, <laughs> what in the world? Oh, my goodness. Um, yes, yes, Lim, it was for charity. Um, and I think that they ended up selling it for like $10,000 or something like that. It was, oh it just kept going up. It was funny. And then, of course, That's other crazy. people tried to jump on the bat bandwagon and tried to do the same thing, but it didn't work like that one did. It didn't, didn't hold yeah. out for them. Didn't yeah. pan out. Yeah. <laughs> um, so kind of big picture, what is the biggest benefit of having a travel agent? And you've touched a little bit on this kind of in what you've said so far, but what yeah. is like the one biggest benefit? I think that um, it's like with anything else, you know, if you're going to um, hire a real estate agent or... I don't know if you're going to hire, if you're going to look for a car or a car dealer, you always want to do your research first, right? Um, because, you know, it's, it's not difficult to be a travel agent, but it is to be a good one, you know? Yeah, absolutely. So um, I think that the benefit is just like I said before, you know, you've just, it's just that extra peace of mind that you mm -hmm. have someone there to help you in case something happens. If you have any questions, if you need to do any modifications, things like that. Because, you know, sometimes working the websites of all of the different vendors can be a little overwhelming. You know, yeah. I, I have clients that come in often that's like, you know, I wanted to book this room on, on the website, but I can't find it or I can't mm -hmm. find the dates. So I like literally will turn the screen around and I'll walk them through oh the, the website step and I'll step. tell them. Yes. And because I am all about that, if you feel confident and comfortable doing it yourself, that's fine. You know, you can do it. Um, but at the same time, if you've got someone that that's, we're trained on it, we go through, um, updates, you know, like we say updated, we have to, in order to keep that, um, Disney knowledge certificate, you know, we yeah. have to be current on everything. So, um, and if you have questions, you know, what better person to go to than someone that's actually taking classes and stuff from Disney, you know? Yeah, so. absolutely. So you talked about kind of that you went through Disney training. Is that mm -hmm. something that is required for anyone who is selling Disney as yes, a travel agent? It is. It is. Okay. Yeah. You have to have um, that, that certification in order to sell the travel. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, honestly, that's super helpful to know for people who, like you said, anyone can be a travel agent, but it takes quite a bit of work to be a good one. Right, so, you know, at right. least you know that hopefully they have a base knowledge of Disney and how yeah. it works, but yeah. mm -hmm. you always got to do your research for sure. Right. And you know, and there's been actual times where I have um, turned clients away and I'm like, okay, now look, this is how you're going to book it because you know, sometimes they'll book something in hopes to modify it later mm -hmm. in order to do that. You know, you have to have your travel agent modify it for you because mm -hmm. that's, you know, the third party that's working for you. Right. Right. Um, so that might be the only down, the downside of it is that, mm -hmm. you know, you would have to contact your travel agent for any modifications. Mm -hmm. Well, this client, you know, she's just like, well, if I see it, I just want to do it. You know, if I see it, can I do it? And I'm like, well, no, you know, you'll have to call me. Oh, well, I don't want to do that. Okay. Well, that's fine. So this is how right. you're going to book it. And this is what you're going to do right. and have fun, you right. know, because I'm all about giving advice and tips and helping anybody out, you know? Um, and if anyone ever does want to book on their own, this was something that, um, we kind of touched on with Kirk as well, that if you book something and if you know a travel agent, you can transfer your reservation over to that agent within 30 days so they can get that little bit of commission because, you know, yeah. again, you want to support your friends, you want to support 
small businesses, which right. are travel agents, you know? Right. And I think a lot of people don't think of travel agents as being small businesses, but you are essentially your own small mm -hmm. business owner to an extent, yes. you know, whether you work mm -hmm. under a larger company or you're, you know, working kind of for yourself or how, whatever right. your setup is, you are a small business as a travel agent. Correct. Right. We have a business license. We have a seller travel license that we have to maintain. Um, you know, we have taxes at the end of the year that we yeah. have to do, you know, so um, Kehlani is asking, how do we figure out how much a travel agent costs? And um, Kehlani, we had said this earlier that you don't necessarily um, pay a travel agent for booking. Um, we get paid from the vendor. So the most that you would do is like if you had extra fees for your travel agent to book dining and and like, you know, how like um, tour guide Barbie, she does. And you, mm -hmm. you guys, you know, like you're really perfect at that. A perfect prime example mm -hmm. of ways that you can still help plan and do things for people, you know, to have add that extra magic to their vacation without mm -hmm. necessarily being a travel agent, you know. Right. Exactly. And I mean, yeah. I think that's something that you again, when you talked about doing your research, Okay, what are all of the things that you want your your travel agent to do for you? Do you right. just want them to book your room and be done? Mm -hmm. Do you want them to book your room, your dining, your extras, your all of the above? Do you want them to right. go that and then also do stuff with Genie Plus for you? You know, it's there's a lot of different levels that I yeah. feel like travel agents offer, so it's definitely something that you've got to put Correct. feelers out to see what people are willing to do. Um, and I mean, even myself. Most of you on here know me fairly well. You know that I know what I'm talking about with Disney. I book with a travel agent because I've got a friend who is a travel agent. So why would I not support her small business? Right. And then I just book my room with her because she, she's basically told me in her specific circumstance, she's like, I don't make enough commission off anything else. If you want to book your other stuff, go ahead. Right. You know, right. so, so she's like, I'll book your room and, you know, get your do your package for you. Mm -hmm. And then I do everything else. She sends me a text like, hey, don't forget. And I'm like, yeah, I got it. <laughs> mm -hmm. You know, don't forget your 60 days is coming up. Yep, I got it. I already know. Yeah. You know, those types of things. Yes. So it's just, it really just depends on what you're looking for. Right. Um, on the travel agent website, they do not even give us the option to book dining or yeah. anything like that. The, like it's not even an option. As, according to DisneyTravel.com, it's like, Booking packages, you know, rooms, tickets, rooms, tickets. It's not necessarily all those other things. So I know that, you know, it goes from one extreme to another in people's thoughts, mm -hmm. you know, okay, well, you booked me my room and you got the tickets. So let's book me dining. Let's, let's book this. And then if you want to charge them a service fee, they're like, what? You're supposed to do right. this for free. And right. it's like, well, my services are not free when it comes to those extra things only because we don't get paid for that. And I, right. and like I said, you know, it's, it's one of those things where, you know, if it's easy and it's quick and you can do it, don't worry about it. No charge. Right. But if it's one of these hard to get things, you know, like Halloween or, or some sort of yeah. dining during Christmas time, um, you could probably expect to pay some sort of service fee. It's just going to yeah. be different, you know, on what the agency would charge. Yeah. yeah. So do you think kind of the whole charging fees versus not charging fees? Do you think that's the biggest misconception about Disney travel agents? I think so. Or, yeah, I think so. I think that people think that it's going to be expensive to add a travel agent on. I do. But yeah. it does not affect your bottom line of the actual resort at all. Mm -hmm. You know, right. It's just basically, OK, are you do you want someone else to do this for you bad enough that you're willing to pay a service fee right. when it comes to dining right. and all those right. extras? And, and, you know, and like, sometimes it is, you know, I right. mean, like you can sit here and pound the app trying to find, you know, reservations for space 220 and it never gets there. Or like I said, I told Kirk, it was just the weirdest thing, just a random Wednesday afternoon. And it just pops up because like yeah. I said, we're always on the system. So we're more yeah. likely to catch it, you know? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Now, when you're booking those really hard to get reservations, do you use any of the services out there that you can like set, sign up for alerts for, or do I you don't. just sit and monitor the, the pages? Yeah, that's what I do. Okay. I do. Um, I don't feel like I want to be, and you know, and there's nothing wrong with using those services. If, you know, if you're doing it yourself and if you want to do it, mm -hmm. I just don't want to be cluttered up in that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I just, I, I just find that if I have in, in my file, each client has their own file and they have what I need, what they're looking for. And, mm -hmm. you know, 
I just remember it too. You know what I mean? Like if I yeah. said something, oh yeah, Jackie wanted this restaurant over here on this day. Let me text her real right. quick. And you know, you can, I can place holds on rooms um, for a certain amount of time that you may mm -hmm. not necessarily be able to do. So like, you know, yeah. if you think you want a room at Contemporary, but you're not sure, I can hold it for 72 hours for you where That's you can't nice. do that, you know? So yeah. it's another benefit. Um, right. And also again with packages, if you get a room ticket package, you can get uh, those with a $200 deposit and mm -hmm. you can make payments over time. So yeah. most people don't know that you can make payments on a Disney vacation as well. You know, you don't have to have the huge amount up front, you know? Yeah. I think one of the benefits that I have found with just my personal use with my travel agent is just being able to message her and be like, hey, I want to price compare this week, this many mm -hmm. days, this, you know, can you show me a couple different resort options? Right. And she'll go in and do that. And then it's basically, yeah, that same thing. Like, okay, these are the ones that I've got. Tell me what you want. Right. Um, and it's yeah. really, really nice that way. And not only that, but travel agents are constantly on those sites, like you said. So when Disney drops new discounts and new deals, you guys mm -hmm. are like right on top of it and ready to apply whatever you can to your customers. Yes. And that's what's um, a benefit of being a Disney travel specialist is that we have access to where um, they give us like advance notice, usually when to expect nice. deals or, you know, special offers um, you know, that will come up. I, you know, we can price a uh, Disney visa club, you know, or visa card discounts, mm -hmm. Florida resident discounts, pass holder discounts. You know, we, we can always try to find the best option and the best price for you, you know, as well. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Well, and it's so nice that you guys get a little bit of advance notice. So that way you guys can yeah, so we contact can prepare. people and be ready. So that way when yes. stuff does drop, you can adjust and fight with the masses yeah, to be on you the know, website. You, yes, you know. I mean, how many times do you see the Dapper Dan singing or Thunder Mountain Train going as I you're know. waiting to get into the queue? At least so, they're cute loading pages yes, on the Disney exactly. site. At least it's not hey, like blank you know, pages. For I think I was on hold um, when we were trying to modify when Ian had come through reservations and I listened to Soren for like two hours and the operator came on. I was like, you're interrupting Soren. Like... <laughs> Like, excuse me, I was vibing to this. Can I go back to that and talk to you in a minute? <laughs> I love so, that. yeah, so they, they keep it fun, I guess, on that side of it. Yeah. It's funny. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> um, so we touched on this briefly, but is there scenarios where you would not recommend someone booking with a travel agent? Um, that would probably be about the only time. It would be like yeah. if somebody just was booking it just to have something and they wanted to be in control of it more. Um, if mm -hmm. you don't want to have or count on a third-party vendor, then don't use one. But I yeah. also recommend um, not using, and again, this is going to be a very unpopular opinion, um, Expedia, Travelocity, things like that. Um, we call those the faceless names of travel because you can easily book something. But if you need help or assistance, good luck. Good yeah. luck. Because right. they are... And then you try to call the hotel and there's nothing that they can do because your right. travel agent was Expedia, which is that third party vendor that can only make the changes. And if you can't get in touch with them, good luck, <laughs> you know. Right. So just make sure that, you know, when you when you hire a travel agent that, you know, you trust them, they're knowledgeable, they're reputable, because there are some travel agents out there that will try some scams and, you know, they'll they'll do group bookings and then book them out all individually, you know, mm -hmm. to make a little bit extra. I mean, there's just, there's just agents out there that are creative like that. And, mm -hmm. you know, when you hear the stories, it's like, what? Like, right. who would think of something like <laughs> right. that? You know, it's crazy. Yeah. So, but, um, you know, just, just like with everything, just do your research and make sure that, you know, you want to connect and you want to make sure that your agent is listening to everything that, that you need, you know, as far as what your wants are. Yeah. So what types of questions or what types of conversations do you suggest having with your travel agent before you decide to kind of book with them? What, what um, type right. of things should you find out from them? Okay. Um, it would depend on what you're booking too. Like if you're, if you're booking Disney, if you're booking Universal, if you're booking a trip to Gatlinburg, Tennessee, you just want to make sure that they know, you know, like, like you don't want them sending you to a bad area or a bad hotel mm -hmm. or, you know, um, if you're going on a cruise, Make sure that your travel agent has some cruise experience where they can kind of help you so you know what to expect, what's on the ship. You know, it, to me, knowledge is power. And 
if you have an agent that has a lot of information, then guess what? You're going to get it. And then you're mm -hmm. going to have that knowledge and you're going to have that power. So when you go on that trip, you can say, oh, yeah, Cheryl, remind me that if I wanted to be here on time, I should be there 30 minutes before I'm supposed to be. <laughs> or, you know, oh, yeah. yeah, Cheryl told me to look for my Cosmic Rewind virtual queue at 659. <laughs> you know right, what I mean? Right, yeah. Like just, just little things like that, you know? So. Yeah. Like, like we were saying earlier, you know, anyone can be a travel agent, but you really have to have in knowledge and experience to, to really, I, in my opinion, fulfill what you need to for your clients. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so you, you briefly mentioned this earlier, but how does it work and can someone transfer their vacation to a travel agent even after they've already booked it? Yes. Yeah. Um, so if you book, a, if you have a Disney vacation package or a room booked and you want to give it to your friend. So like Jackie, if you say, oh my goodness, what a good deal on this. I'm not going to wait for her. So I'm just going to book this real quick. You get the reservation number and you can um, let your agent know. And there's just a little form and you have the reservation number on there. She should fill it out for you. It'll have her mm -hmm. information. And it's just basically giving her your consent to take over that reservation. Um, okay. We submit it to Disney. They approve it. Um, and this is with anything, with anything that we book, um, they pay 30 days after travel. So, you know, you, you give her your, your reservation, you go on the trip a month later, she gets a little bit of commission from it, from that total trip. And, you know, it's like, again, it's just supporting her because, you know, she can have that little benefit. And, you know, and when you're there, you're going to call her, you know, you're going to be like, oh, I love this. this is, right. You know, you're, you're going to have that connection with her. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's, it's worth it. Just, you know, and it doesn't cost you anything to do that. It's right. literally just saying, here's my number and my signature, you know, yeah. and that's, and that's basically all you have to do, but it just has right. to be done within 30 days of your booking. Okay. Okay. Very good. Um, so we talked already a little bit about kind of dining reservations, Genie Plus, other special activities. Um, so a typical, correct me if I'm wrong, a typical travel agent is not going to book those extras for you without some sort of a service fee, if I'm correct in understanding. Right. They, they can charge a service fee or, or they can do it complimentary. It's just on the discretion of the agent and the client, you know, um, I've already told you before that if like, if you needed dining or anything like that, I wouldn't charge you, but yeah. you know, but just like on an, on an average client. Yeah. You know, there would be different levels. You could base it off of how many people you're booking it for. You could base it on the total price of the trip. You know, mm -hmm. you could just come up with an agreement as you're talking to the person, you know, mm -hmm. um, there was a family of four. I did, um, their dining, their hotel, and, um, well, cause hotel was included in it anyway. Um, their dining and, um, gosh, there was something else I did. I think it was the, their genie plus their lightning lanes. Mm -hmm. I was helping them with that. Yeah. Um, and I charged $200 mm -hmm. and that was like for their whole trip, for their whole family, and then all of, yeah. all of their dining. Um, and that was just that was something that we, that we agreed upon. Um, again, each agent's going to be a little different, you yeah. know? Yeah. Well, yeah. and I mean, I know a little bit just from working with tour guide Barbie and that type of thing. But mm -hmm. I think more agents are realizing that those benefits do go a long way for yeah. you to have those options for people. Um, because I mm -hmm. feel like there's so much that goes into planning for Disney. It, it's no longer just, okay, I've got my room. I've got my tickets. I'm good to go. You're right. You're right. So um, to have those bonuses that you can't and yes, offer, I yes, think is huge. Absolutely. I mean, and as we're talking about waiting with clients, you know, we're living in a whole different Disney age now after they reopened with COVID, you know, with the yeah. uh, My Disney experience with the app and the park pass mm -hmm. reservations, you know, um, that's all new. So, you know, people also kind of get scared about that, you know, like, I don't know how right. to do this. I don't know. Um, so again, that's another thing you want to make sure that your agent is proficient on because, you know, you do have to still make part passes to go into the park, um, and, you know, and, and those sorts of things, if they're forgotten, you can get there with tickets, but it doesn't mean you're going to get in if you don't have the park right. pass and who's to blame for that, you know? Right. So, you know, just that's again, you know, with the knowledge and making sure that you have everything squared away. All of your eyes yeah. dot and T's crossed, you know? <laughs> right. So where do you typically think those park reservations that you have to make? Do, do you think most travel agents will offer those with their 
services or do you think that's typically an extra fee that a lot will charge for? Again, it would depend. I would, I don't yeah. charge for it. Yeah, I don't because I mean, it's a necessity. You have to have that app yeah. anymore when you're there. And, mm -hmm. you know, it's like I said, it's the same thing with showing somebody how to use the website. I'll turn it around to the screen right. and, I'll, and I'll walk <laughs> them through it, you know? Yeah. Um, because it's intimidating. You know, people, it's, it's, it's one of those things where like, you know, how do I link this together and how does this work with that? And, you know, so to me, like that's a service that I do not charge for. Yeah. I, I really only charge, really only charge if I have to have hard dining or mm -hmm. hard to get reservations, there might yeah. be something, but I typically just me personally, I haven't really, you know, that's just not my thing, you know? Yeah. yeah. No, that makes yeah. sense. Well, and especially with, I mean, all things considered booking your park reservation is mm -hmm. very minimal. It takes less than five minutes to book even a, exactly. like a two week trip. Right. If you were to need to book that far out, like, yeah. It well, is, you know, you were, when, when someone, when someone needs um, reservations, if they need tickets, the first thing you do anyway, is you go into the calendar to make sure it's green. Yeah. So, okay, it's green. So let's go ahead and set up your park pass. Like it's, right, you know, right. so I like literally the other day sat with this lady for two hours and my coworkers are kind of making fun of me. They're like, I didn't think you guys were ever going to quit talking about Disney. I helped her set up the, <laughs> my Disney experience. I helped yeah. her link her reservations. I helped her link to her yeah. dining. Um, we set up her app. Like we just sat yeah. in the office and just did all of this and it just went by so quickly. But when she left, she was happy. She didn't yeah. feel the way she felt when she came in, which right. was overwhelmed and yeah. you know my my grandkids know how to use this but I don't know how and right. it's like well let's let's make them proud grandma yeah. you know it's not right. so difficult you know right so well, that's the hard know. thing with with the Disney app I feel like is it's really like trial by fire because there's no way for yeah. you to do it before you need it right like there's no way that you can go in and just like mess around and see mm -hmm. you have to have access yeah. to it. You have to have a reservation or you have to have tickets or you have to be in the parks to look at Genie Plus stuff and figure all that out. So it's really hard to to know yeah. what you're doing before you get there. And then you're standing in the parks going, uh, <laughs> guilty. <laughs> <laughs> that when, 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 when this all first came out, remember when fast passes were on the app at first, like when it yeah. first came out Yeah, and I was like, I'm not doing this. I'm not using this. I don't get this at all. I'm not going to stand in the park staring <laughs> at my phone. And then here we are, right. you know, so, right. and I think, um, they need to, um, do some improvements in my opinion on the app because there's still a lot of things that throw you from the app back to the website. Mm -hmm. And that's where I think people are getting also, am I doing something wrong? Why am I logging back in here yes. when I was just in here? Right. You know, the you should be able to reservations are the biggest yes. one. Yes. I don't, I don't understand why they're not in the app when everything else it. To, at this point, almost everything else is available on the app. So why mm -hmm. are they kicking you back to the website just to check for availability and to book your park pass? So annoying. Yeah. I don't understand it either. Yeah. I mean, very, you're on your phone, you're on the app. Right, right. And then it kicks you into like Safari or it's like, no, right. I don't want to like, Yeah. And, and I can <laughs> imagine that if you're not someone that's familiar with that, you're going, Exactly. Help. Again, yeah. help. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I feel and like, like travel I have... agencies should open up just a generic like uh, consultation for mm -hmm. the app. Mm -hmm. and, and you get paid for your time for helping people understand how the app works. Well, you know, that was something that I was even thinking about trying to do is like maybe doing some sort of um, tutorial on it, you know, because yeah. on the website... It has it on the app. It has it on the travel agency website. It has it, um, the actual written step-by-step -step instructions. It's just mm. that they're four pages long. <laughs> so like, right. so like, as you're looking so and you're looking steps. and you're right. And then by the time you get to step right. three, you're like, forget it. Right. Yeah. So I think that maybe if like, you know, like you're saying, if somebody actually like held it to you and was like, okay, this is how you do it. And this is how you work right. it. Um, it, we're like, Clickety clack. <laughs> you know, basically, it's all it is. <laughs> refresh, refresh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, and a lot of people, they just don't know those ins and outs. Um, so those of you who are listening yeah. that maybe aren't familiar with the term click clack um, that we're talking about, again, our friend Kirk at Walrus Carp 
um, has coined that terminology to basically mean when you're on the Disney app, if you're looking for uh, Genie Plus Times, Lightning Lanes, dining reservations, whatever it may be, it's just the, the going back and forth between your screens or refreshing to get you to pop up new times um, is his click-clack method for finding <laughs> new things. So check mm. out his, uh, his videos on that. I know he's got them on his YouTube and his TikTok and all of the above. So... Um, right. But it's and, definitely, and, and, it's a chore to, to learn that app. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, Jackie, I think that too, um, you know, as you're talking about him and, and his, um, his videos and things like that, where, you know, even this, what you and Kate are doing, you know, with this Mom Street USA, it's like, you're educating back to the knowledge, right? You're educating people. So they mm -hmm. are learning and understanding how it works, you know, because mm -hmm. like you said, it can be confusing. And when you have people that are giving you tips and advice and even on the live streams, walking through the park, kind of making you sort of familiar, familiar about, you know, where this ride is, where that ride is, mm -hmm. or what this place might have to offer to eat or what this, this show is, you know, um, yeah. it's all, all of us as our community, making sure that the people who are watching and our friends have a really good time and the best time that they can have, Absolutely. you know, and, you know, mom tips, food tips, camping tips, whatever, everyone has their own strengths. Mm -hmm. And when you all come together and everybody can kind of share what their specialties are, I mean, it's just a huge dynamic. And I yeah. really think that's why the Pocket Fam has been so successful. Um, there's enough success out there for everyone. And it's not like any of us are trying to impede or trying to outdo each other. We are a family right. and, I, and you can see where you know, that all works for the benefit of everyone, you know. Absolutely. It's such a special group. Um, it is. And if those of you, again, if mm -hmm. you're not in our Discord and you don't know what we're talking about, <laughs> um, Pocket Fam is the group of people that uh, were kind of brought together by following Kirk at Walrus Carp. Um, he's got a lovely Discord that's got so much information. Um, and on the Discord, there's a whole travel agent and travel section. So if you're looking for help, you need a travel agent, you can post in there. Um, and we'll make sure that Cheryl's going to give you her info here once we're done chatting. Um, but that link is up in my bio. Um, so be sure to check that out if that's something that you're interested in. Um, someone was asking about Jeannie plus Kim. Do you have to select your party each time? So Kim, um, yes and no. It depends on how your app is set up. Um, so if you've got, um, several people on your app that are all linked together, you shouldn't have to, but if you've got any extra people, um, like for example, I have traveled with so many different combinations of people to Disney that I have people on my list that don't always travel with me. So then yes, I do have to go through and kind of select and make sure I've got everyone situated. Um, so it really just depends on how your app is set up. I know that's not really a good answer, but that's just kind of how the app is again, the app is a lot to navigate. Yeah. Yeah, that's the truth. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Mm -hmm. um, so do you have special memories, funny stories, anything like that as you're with your time being a TA? Um, I just enjoy <laughs> it. I think that um, I have had nothing but good experiences. I, I mean, all of my clients, they... Um, always end up, they, they, I have so many repeat customers, clients, they have their families. I had six families at Fort Wilderness last weekend wow. um, because the mom made it, her reservations, then her parents wanted to come and then her daughter wanted to come and then her other daughter wanted to come and then she right. called for her son and it was like, you guys, what are you doing? <laughs> and she's, and it was just, you know, it's just where, oh, mom's going. Well, grandpa's going. Well, if sis is going, I want to go. I want to go. Yeah. Right. And so that was kind of a fun thing. And of course, like I was saying, like with the lampposts that we do, you know, we have met some just amazing people doing that as well. Um, and it's always fun when you can um, work that in with a client, you know, just, just to be personable and to get to know people. It has, it's just been so much fun. Mm -hmm. You know, it really has. And, um, you know, through the years as, you know, I've experienced how Disney has changed and other things have changed and, you know, ways to do things and hotels have changed and come and gone and everything. Um, and there was one day that my husband was like, actually like, you know, 
we were watching something on YouTube and it was something about space and it was how this, the, how fast is the speed of light. And of course, you know, I start going into the cosmic rewind, you know, right, naturally, and, right. Naturally. <laughs> Wouldn't anybody, but you know, he thought that was funny. He thought it was crazy. He was like, imagine, you know, if you were as smart at other things as you are as Disney. And I was like, well, what would I do with that? And he was like, well, maybe you could, you know, use it as a job. And I was like, Hmm, well, if I'm smart at Disney, Hmm. You know, so it, it all comes around and it all happens, yeah. you know, for, for a reason. So, right, right. What is the biggest group? You just mentioned six families, but what is the biggest group that you can recall booking for? Oh my goodness. It would have to be Halloween. Um, it's the same sort of thing. You have family and friends and when they get word that I was able to get them in, then all of a sudden you have, can I get in? Can you find it for me? Can I do it? So we had, um, there's different loops have different numbers of campsites or cabins in them. Mm -hmm. One loop, I had 11 guests. So we were like traveling, you know, we were having our little golf cart time or whatever. And we're driving around the loop and we're visiting everyone. And, you know, just, just, it was just the, it was just a family atmosphere. It was almost like a little block party, you know, like everybody's talking and having fun. fun. Yeah, it was just fun. And I think that, you know, at any resort at Disney, if you have a group of people, um, it's just going to be, you're going to have that family time. You're going to have the quality. You're going to have the memories there. Um, we always, you know, we, we've had a family that just booked, they stayed at All Star Music and they had a family suite and they also booked a regular room next to the suite because in that way they would still have the kitchen and everything for the kids. Yeah. Um, and they had the best time. You yeah. know, because you can go pool hopping. They've got mm-hmm. the good arcades. They've got yeah. the food courts that has all the different food choices in it. You know, the transportation is mm-hmm. is awesome at Disney. It is. You know, if you can just yeah. be patient, it'll get right. you there safely. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, so you know, it's just it's just a fun thing to do, and I really really enjoy it. I, I yeah. do. Yeah. Um, those family suites at All Star Music. We stayed there in October. I am now obsessed with them. They are so nice. They I really are not like I was expecting them to be nice. And I've stayed at the Art of Animation family suites before, too. Mm-hmm. I would go to music every single time over Art of Animation. I yeah. love the setups of the rooms. I love the kitchen area. It's mm-hmm. so nice. Yeah. Um, All Star Music is actually my favorite value. Mm-hmm. I would rather stay there than Pop Century myself. I really yeah. would. I like it. Um, and the rates are they're so affordable. You yeah. know, I mean. What I like to recommend to guests is if you do get a suite, um, you know, you can rent uh, DVC rooms that have the kitchenettes in them as well. There are grocery services that you can pre-order and they will deliver your food. And Mm -hmm. that, you know, if you want to have something in the room for breakfast or if you want to stop and have a break at lunchtime or something like that, um, that does help save money. So, you know, you can put that towards your place to stay or the travel insurance, like what we're talking about, right. you yeah. know, it's just, it's just compromising on your budget, you know, yeah. to make sure that you stay in the right spot, you know? Right. Absolutely. Now you mentioned yeah. DVC and we've talked on our show before about what DVC is and how that works and all that type of thing. But, um, as a travel agent, do you typically help clients with renting mm-hmm. DVC if that's something they're interested in doing? Yes, I can do that. Um, we can either book it through, um, the Disney travel agent website, or I use a, another, it's like a broker company mm-hmm. where you have um, DVC owners that have points or rooms or times that they're looking to rent out to people mm-hmm. for cash. Um, there are times where those rooms can be 20, 30, 40% off of the rack, yeah. but they go fast. Right. So again, um, if you're looking for a peak time, um, you know, Christmas, Thanksgiving, something like that, mm-hmm. you still want to keep in mind, you want to try to book out as, you know, what you can But, you know, at the same time, there's going to be owners that they may not know if they're going to rent it out at that time, you know, so it's just, it's just one of those things. I like booking it directly through Disney, but, Mm -hmm. you know, for price and budget wise, we uh, can also use that other, other party. Um, Now for that, I do, I do not make commission. If I Mm -hmm. use the other broker, I just do it just to get you there. You know, if I can't do it through Disney, Mm -hmm. we'll figure out a way to do it. Okay. So as a travel agent, do you have access to DVC rooms 
through yeah. directly through the Disney website. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I can book villas. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. Interesting. Yeah. I don't know yeah. that I knew that about travel agents. So you yeah. Learn something yeah. New That's day. the thing is we have, <laughs> we have access to so much. And yeah. I mean, I'm like, and even if you, if you, um, I don't know if, if it's on the regular DisneyWorld.com website, the public website, I don't know. Sometimes you can still look for anything that's like a deluxe villa. That is a DVC room. Right. So right. if you're able to book a deluxe villa like Saratoga, Grand Floridian, um, you know, some of the rooms, the Polynesian and the, the studio rooms, those are going to be DVC level. So, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes you can grab them yourself, too. Right. Yeah. No, that's very helpful. Um, what resorts do you think are your clients' favorites? Which ones do you book most often for people? Okay. Well, again, it just it just varies on the person, you know, yeah. but Fort Wilderness is my niche. You know, right. I have Absolutely. a Facebook page. I've got, yeah. you know, I think 4,000 members on it right now. Wow. So, um, you know, right now that is my niche, but I'm noticing that yeah. I'm, I'm getting a lot of values. Mm-hmm. Um, the Caribbean, um, and, you know, I would thought that the Skyliner was going to make those resorts more desirable, but it really like that's not really on people's necessity. Like I need mm-hmm. to be on the Skyliner, you know, right. you don't hear that as much. Mm-hmm. So. Which that's surprising because I feel like I hear that a lot, but maybe that's just mm-hmm. from people who maybe understand a little bit more about why it's so nice to be on the Skyliner yeah. if you're going to stay you know, at, at a, especially like a value level, like you talked about all-star music, but again, that transportation, Mm -hmm. you've got to be patient. The Skyliner kind of helps with that a little bit. Um, so I feel like it just depends on, again, it depends on what you're looking for, which I feel like is what we've been saying this whole time. Everyone is different. And like my aunt, she could ride the Skyliner all day, just as a ride, like just for entertainment. I rode on it for the first time with her last week. Oh my and gosh. the freaking thing stopped. Oh, <laughs> I was no. like, I'm, I'm looking, is it moving? Are we moving it? I, I, oh, no. I do not prefer it. <laughs> like, I just don't. I did oh, it no. and I survived. So. You did it. I'm surprised yes. that it, that was your first time. Well, yeah, good for you. Yeah, I've, I've been avoiding it. Yeah. I have. And then you had a traumatic experience and now you're never going to step foot no. on that skylighter ever again. <laughs> and she told me that too. She was like, I saw your face. I will never make it get on that again. And I was like, okay, that's fine. Thank you. I like the boats. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so that's funny. true. Oh my goodness. Um, I love it. Um, well, Cheryl, I want to thank you so much for joining me tonight um, and chatting with me. Um, let everyone know how can they contact you if they're interested in more about you as a travel agent or they have questions for you how can they get a hold of you okay um well this is kind of a funny story too because um like I said when I started social media it was Facebook and then I went to Instagram and it was all just sharing pictures of my kids and what they're doing so like all of my social medias had different names you know so I you can follow me at this you can follow me at that and and uh Kirk was like have you ever thought about just streamlining it and I was like well I have but you know, working with the host agent, sometimes you have to follow rules, you know, mm-hmm. like what you can use for your name and things yeah. like that. So um, I have changed everything to making magic Cheryl. Perfect. It will probably change. You know, this is probably just a temporary <laughs> thing, but Jackie, it all matches. So Perfect. if you want to go to TikTok, um, Instagram, if you want to do YouTube or, you know, whatever, it's under making magic Cheryl. And I also have a website that's makingmagiccheryl.com. It's more of a landing page. Mm-hmm. So um, it just has um, a website or um, email. So if you want to send me an email, Perfect. you can do it from that. Um, or just if you want to follow me on TikTok, you know, you can do that too. Send me a message and, and I'll be more than happy to help if anybody needs anything or any assistance. Yeah. And Cheryl is also in our Discord. We've been talking about this whole episode um, she is on there. If you are on the discord, I actually tagged her earlier in the mom street channel. So you can find her on there too. If that's an easy way for you to find her, if you're not already following her, which you should be because she has a lot of fun content and she brings us lives from the parks from time to time, which are always fun. Yes. So I love doing that too. That. Yes. Thank you. What yeah, has and that I, and experience been like with those yeah, lives for you? It has been an experience. Um, <laughs> I was on one time I was doing a live on cosmic rewind and, um, during the ride, I had to sit next to someone that I didn't know. Cause I was by myself. I was trying yeah. to by myself. And at the end of the ride, he looked at me and he goes, you are nothing but a distraction. And he was like, you screamed the whole time. And I was like, oh, 
okay sorry like (laughs) sorry about that but that was on a live and so i victorian and they were like what is he saying to you that's so mean i was like no no it's fine you know because I think that when you're live streaming, you have to make sure that, you know, people can get uncomfortable with that. You know, they, they yeah. might think that they're on camera or that, you know, and, you know, I just, you know, assured them, you know, you're not on camera. Everything's fine. Right. I'm shooting up at the ceiling, you know, because right. I wouldn't want to be on it if I wasn't, yeah. you know, I mean, when I'm live streaming, the camera's not on me either, yeah. you know? So, um, and I try to post videos. I'm trying to do more, you know, um, more interactive, um, informational sort of TikTok. So if you do follow me, you can kind of see, you know, what's happening around Disney during the time that I'm there and what we're experiencing and things like that too. So very, very fun. Um, well in our chat, if you've got any last minute questions for Cheryl, this is your time before we wrap for the (laughs) evening. Um, make sure you get those questions in that way. Uh, we can answer them. And if you're listening to this after the fact, either via YouTube or our podcast, um, you can always contact Cheryl with questions the way that she mentioned earlier. Um, And for those that are listening that way, we will be sure to link her information in the description. So that way you guys can find her. Um, Because I didn't know you had a YouTube. So we will make sure to link your YouTube to our YouTube whenever we post the video. Cool. Thank you. It's just getting started. There's just a few videos on there right now. But yeah. Everyone has to start somewhere. Has to start somewhere. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Thank you. Absolutely. All right. Well, I think it looks like we have covered as much as possible. Again, if you guys come up with questions later on the fact, contact Cheryl. She is a wealth of knowledge and knows all there is to know, I feel like, about Disney or knows where to find the answer if yes. she doesn't already know it offhand. Yeah, um, and as always, I'll just give all of our wonderful viewers a little spiel. Um, please be sure you're following us on our mom street page. Um, right now we are only around 400 followers on there. We're trying to get it up to a thousand. That way we can go live directly from our page and not have to send you all on a wild goose chase, trying to find our show every week. Um, so head up to my profile here and click on our mom street links there. Um, also our links to our merch site, um, on Kate's website that you can find our mom street stuff. Um, speaking of merch, I am rocking one of Kirk's tonight, which I just, I, I had to, I love it. I had to his, ooh, see, when I do this mirror, I always like, don't know what I'm looking at. <laughs> so this is one of, again, we talked a lot this evening about our good friend Kirk at Walrus Carp. That is one of his new designs for Christmas. If you're looking for other parks, merch, Kate's got a bunch on her website, but Kirk has a ton there we go, of options as well. Um, so be sure to check that out. Um, and next week, Kate will be back with us um, and we will be doing ways to bring the holidays from Disney to your home. Ooh, that so sounds that's like a fun gonna topic. It's going to be a super fun nice. episode. Um, and then the following week, we're having a Christmas party. So you don't want to miss out on that. So be sure to hit that follow here. If you're not already following me and follow mom street. And of course, as always follow Cheryl, because she knows what she's talking about when it comes to Disney. Thank you, Jackie. I appreciate (laughs) it. And thank you guys for your questions and for joining us. I appreciate that as well. Thank you. Absolutely. All right. Well, I hope everyone has a great night. Thank you guys so much for joining us. We appreciate you. Yes, Allie, a Christmas party. Christmas party. <laughs> be ready. It's going to be fun. Kate and I have tons of ideas about what we're going to do um, for that Christmas party. It's going to be a virtual celebration of the holidays. Yay. So oh, it's Merry kind of, Christmas. I know. Merry Christmas. <laughs> um, it's going to be fun. We're, it's kind of going to take some of what we're talking about next week and put it to practice. So it'll be a good time. Um, So thank you guys. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us. Hope you guys have a great evening and we will see you next week.